On today's podcast episode, I am talking to branding and website designer Emily Foster with Emily Foster Creative about how we can refresh our websites and prepare for engagement and booking season coming up. As we enter into slow season for most photographers, this is the perfect episode to listen to as we start creating that to-do checklist for a slow season. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. Welcome to the podcast, Emily. I am so happy to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I would love if you would start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your business. Yeah. um, So I'm Emily Foster. My business is called Emily Foster Creative, and it's a branding and website design studio that specializes in helping creative businesses, specifically photographers and wedding pros, um, really grow their online presence and build brands that are really strategic and personality packed. Um, So I look at things from more of a strategy standpoint versus like just being a pretty brand or like a pretty website and helping um, vendors get to the heart of what their business is so that they can have a website that helps them convert and grow their business and feels really authentic to them. Um, I worked as a designer. Um, I've been a designer for about eight years and worked in marketing agencies and went down kind of the advertising route. So was able to learn a lot about strategy and business and everything like that. And then also took art and design classes and found a way to mesh those together. And I would say I was always a wannabe wedding pro is what I tell people. <laughs> um, like probably since high school, um, I was just into a lot of the wedding movies and thought that at one point I wanted to be a wedding planner or an event planner. And then um, I used to do kind of amateur winter portraits for friends and um, even filmed one wedding. And was it was a good video, I think, for what they paid me, um, but definitely was more work than I anticipated. So <laughs> that kind of drove me into going and niching into the wedding industry, especially once I got engaged a few years ago and was looking at Um, just the whole like sea of sameness and a lot of wedding vendors, like having websites and brands that weren't really speaking to the quality of the work that they did. And that was kind of the pivoting point when I was able to bring together my skills and my interest in the wedding industry and realize I could actually really help people with that. I love that. So really, this is a great time for this episode to go live because photographers are just finishing up their busy season. We're starting to think about slow season and how we can stay productive, things we can do, all the things that we put off. But we're also preparing for engagement and booking season. Can you start off by telling us, for those who maybe newer photographers who aren't aware, what is engagement and booking season for photographers? Yeah. So I don't know about you. I hear different kind of opinions on this, like, and maybe it also varies by the area that you're living in. I've heard people refer to engagement and booking season as like two different seasons where engagement season typically for photographers will be like Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day. That's the time that people are actively getting engaged, um, especially like those classic uh, Christmas proposals and like Valentine's Day dinners and everything. And then the booking season for photographers usually comes 
after that, like either soon after or kind of simultaneously. So I would say anywhere between like January and even like April, depending on the market. I know I kind of fit into that uh, mold as being an engaged couple. We got engaged in like mid-December and then we were a little preemptive with booking our photographer. I was really excited mostly about our photographer and videographer and we kind of started searching for photographers before we found our venue or planner, which I know is kind of non-traditional. So we were booking a photographer probably by February, even though we were still kind of trying to lock down other vendor details. Um, so I think usually for most people, it'll be like two different seasons, but it can also happen simultaneously depending on your unique audience and also the kind of wedding photography you're doing. Like if you are a little bit more niched down into like elopements or micro weddings. I noticed that those bookings tend to come really soon after the engagement season versus if you're doing like really large weddings where maybe you're getting referrals mostly from planners or venues because you're on preferred vendors lists, then you're going to see a little bit of a later wave. And for me personally, right now, as we're recording this, we're um, going into December here. And I feel like a lot of people see a little bit of a lull in their inquiries in December as people are just like putting things off, like, let me just get through the holiday season and then I'll deal with it. And then we're going to, you know, so I see my inquiries significantly pick up in January after you get through the holidays. People start inquiring, they start thinking about planning, they start doing all of the things going through their checklist. So really, we want to make sure that we are preparing our websites, we're putting our best face forward, and we're really getting prepared for all of those people to start inquiring with us, start looking at our websites um, as soon as like January, February rolls around. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great time for it. And also a good time for you to take rest too, because I know that a lot of photographers are just so slammed with editing through like early December even. So it's nice for you to be able to take that time. And I can kind of attest to the fact that a lot of people aren't looking in December. That was our experience. We got engaged. And I think it's really nice when you have that season of engagement and it's during the holidays to just kind of relax and chill in that time of life. Mm -hmm. um, to the point where like right around New Year's Eve, we had kind of a it was like a discounted free offer because I had won a raffle with a wedding photographer. And it was like an offer right in our face. Like we liked his work decently um, and it would be like a free engagement shoot and a super discounted wedding. And it was just because of that season, we actually didn't even end up taking it because we were so overwhelmed. We're like, we're not looking for a photographer right now. And I had to make a decision within like a week. So if that is a sign to anyone that it's totally normal, it's a slow season um, even to the point where I had a free option and I didn't want to think about booking a photographer. <laughs> yeah. And and that goes to show it's not anything personal at all. No, yeah. Because I, I feel like I have heard that from a lot of photographers. Like I did a model call or I tried to give this away for free and they didn't want it. Why didn't they want it? Like, And then they just take it so personal. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with you or that they didn't like your work or anything like that. Yeah, I think if you think about it, like the stereotypical couple getting engaged through late November, early December, like I said, they're just thinking about so many other things. And especially if you're offering like a free or like a model call during that time, like it's just very difficult for people to make decisions about that before they've even really had the chance to think about their wedding budget or where their venue will be. Um, it's kind of like putting the cart before the horse. So I think those kinds of offers 
are definitely better for like early spring. And then this season is really good for you to kind of behind the scenes, work on your website, your marketing plans, other things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's get to website refreshes and why it's important. Obviously, if you're a newer photographer listening to this, you might need to just work on your website in general. But if you're a more seasoned photographer, you might be thinking, well, I've already got a website. I already like it. It already looks good. Why do I need to refresh it? So can you shed a little light on that, Emily, why it's important for us to go through and update and refresh our websites? Uh, your website is like your digital billboard. So that's where they're going to land last and basically make the decision to book with you or not like to give you a call or to book a session, like a free meeting basically. Um, and that's also where they're going to be comparing you the most to other photographers. I would say like Instagram or other sources like Facebook groups and things like that is where they're going to collect the information, like that list of photographers that they want to look at. And then they'll have like this list of websites to go to. And sometimes they're literally having multiple websites open in multiple tabs and trying to just decide. Sometimes for couples, it is unfortunately about price shopping. But a lot of times it's kind of about that gut emotional reaction, especially with photographers, because it's such a personal connection that you're making on your wedding day. You're going to be getting to know the person so closely. And photos are so emotional, as we know. So it's really important to have your website refreshed to make sure that you're connecting with your ideal client in that way. And I think that's something that a lot of photographers miss because we often just think about our website being pretty or functional, but there's a lot of strategy that goes into making it a true experience for your ideal clients. So that's one major reason to think about refreshing it. The other does kind of go into more of those technical details. There's always going to be something to update, whether it's the fact that you might need to raise your pricing, or even if you're not raising your pricing for next year, thinking about how can you adjust your packages to work better for you if they weren't working so well this last year. So maybe it's keeping your prices the same, but taking out some of the deliverables, like shooting for less time or committing to a smaller gallery or something like that. Um, and then also making sure that everything is looking good, both on desktop and mobile. That's something that a lot of photographers and just small business owners in general forget is making sure that the mobile version of your site looks just as perfect as the desktop version, which is one reason that I love specific website platforms because they allow you to have that capability. Um, but the fact is probably at least 65 to 70% of your website visitors are coming through on mobile. So that's one thing to check when you're refreshing. And then um, I actually have a whole checklist that I'm sure we'll get to of just little things to look at for the new year, um, more technical things. But kind of to recap, I would say making sure you're connecting with your ideal client and having that strategy, especially looking at that as we go into the new year, maybe your business has pivoted or your goals have changed. Um, so making sure that's set up making sure everything is good from a technical user-friendly standpoint, and then also making sure that it looks really nice design-wise. Um, and then actually one little thing I would add for that too is SEO, uh, making sure that you have everything working for you in that category. So there's some technical details to update. And then also using the slow period to strategize what your traffic plan looks like for getting more SEO traction to your website. So things like blogging, um, partnering with vendors to see if you can get featured on their blogs or their podcasts, and then also thinking about other value adds that you can add to your website, like maybe 
a pricing guide page or other guides that could get more traffic to your um, website that aren't necessarily blog posts. And I want to throw out there something just for people to think about. Um, On some websites, I've gone to a lot of photographer websites, and they will have like links to galleries or blog posts that have dates on them. And I personally am not a huge fan of having dates on things for this specific reason. But if you don't update your website and I go to your website and it shows like the last gallery on there that's shown is from like two years ago, it makes me wonder like, does this person still do photography? Like, are they still active? Are they still doing things? Or if you don't blog anymore and your blog posts all have dates on them, they're like, "Mm, not so sure if you're still an active photographer or it can make people feel a little uneasy. Yeah, that's so true. I think that that's a huge one that I just forgot to mention because I feel like it's a no-brainer, but updating your photos and your galleries is so essential. I know that's usually the first thing I think that photographers think of doing when they're refreshing, but a lot of people still miss it. And um, also making sure your galleries are updated and modern. I think couples can notice really easily if something looks like it's from like even 2018. Uh, So thinking about that. And again, back to your ideal client, what they're looking for and really curating your galleries. Something I hear from beginner photographers a lot is that they just want to put all of their work up there because in the beginning, like any great work that you do is awesome to share, but you really have to get critical and think about, is this gallery showing my best work? Um, And even if it is amazing work and people love it, is it actually the kind of work that you want to keep doing? And especially in the wedding industry, because wedding clients look so different, like thinking strategically about if what you're displaying is going to actually attract more of those people. So I have just been like writing down little thoughts here as you've been talking because you are making so many great points. Um, But our photography careers throughout our careers, our businesses they're going to change. They're going to evolve. Uh, The longer you're in business, the more you're going to really like take a deep dive and figure out who your ideal audience is and who you're talking to. And we want to make sure that the photos that we have on our website correlate with what we are talking about. If you say you are all about emotional candid moments and then you don't have any emotional candid moments on your website at all, they're not really talking to each other. So we want to make sure that we're having photos on our website. Those images are really speaking to what we are talking about and they are going hand in hand. Um, But also, like you said, showcasing different things um, or showcasing showcasing things that you don't want to do anymore like as you evolve say for example you don't want to photograph weddings and barns you want to go to a more modern approach don't put photos of weddings at barns on your website if that's not what you want to photograph so really zero in on what you're wanting to photograph and the types of weddings you're wanting to take and where you're wanting your business to go and remove the things that no longer serve your business i typically every time that i go in and update webs my website with my photos, I take away. So if I upload three new photos, I decide which three photos I want to take away that no longer serve my business. Yeah, I think that's so great. I really do think that less is more for photographers' websites. And it's so easy to forget that. I even recommend it's not a set like tried and true rule, but for my clients, I usually try to get them to narrow down their work to like the best 100 to 150 photos because really people are going to go off of their first impression. And 
they don't need to like see super in-depth galleries. You definitely should have galleries, but it doesn't need to be like a 200 photo gallery for each couple that you've worked with. And I, I feel like that's where blog posts are really great. You can send them or you can link blog posts for people to look at. That's a highlight of weddings. Um, but also, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that you should really showcase different parts of a wedding. You shouldn't just have a hundred couples portraits. I, I feel like you need to, as a wedding photographer, have the different aspects of a wedding. Like what does a ceremony look like? And showcase that you know how to use flash and you can properly take indoor awesome dancing photos and stuff like that. So I feel like you should really have diversity on your website of the entire wedding experience and not just couples portraits as well. Yes, definitely. That's something that I looked at as a photographer shopper when we were planning our wedding. I wanted to see, and this could have been because I took like photography classes and things in college, but I wanted to see detail shots and like wide shots and a few like family portraits because those photos matter honestly, like just as much as the couple's portraits. Of course, like the couple's ones are what you're going to usually get printed and maybe the family ones. But I really wanted to see like, how would they showcase florals and other details? Because for a couple, so much money goes into those things. And like, we kind of hear the cliche thing, photos are all that you'll have at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely having that variety, I think is super important. Since we're talking all about websites, I would love for you to share a little bit more about ShowIt. So ShowIt is a website hosting platform um, and you have templates for this, um, but you can also go in and build your own websites here. And I personally use and love ShowIt. So I would love to get your thoughts on it. Why do you love ShowIt compared to other like website platforms? Why do you prefer it? Yeah. So I was, I wouldn't say that I was like late to the show it game. Um, I think that they started their business like 10 years ago. And I think there's a lot of people that still haven't heard of show it, but I discovered it a few years ago and I just think it was a total game changer for my own business. And then also for my clients. And I think that's proven to me every time that I go back to another platform, like when I design a client site in Squarespace or WordPress, the limitations on show it for photographers are just so much fewer. Um, The platform was designed for photographers. So it is starting to get traction from a lot of other kinds of businesses. I've worked with like marketing agencies and wedding planners and wedding venues and all kinds of different businesses on show it. But the capability of using like galleries, um, getting really pixel perfect on show it is just so amazing for photographers. And I find that my photographer clients who transfer to show it from most commonly Squarespace or WordPress really don't regret it because it's so much more user-friendly. Um, there's a few reasons I really like it. Customization is one. So I am selling website templates and show it, but they are the opposite of what you would think of with a template. Like if you've ever used a website template on Squarespace, it's typically pretty limiting unless you have the ability to use code. Um, or if you are like super, super familiar with the platform, but show it templates are so easy to adjust. It's basically like downloading a Canva template and you can really make it whatever you want. So I feel like when someone uses a show it template, their site is still looking so much different from someone else who buys the same template. And then those capabilities are even more when you design a custom site, especially if you can work with a designer that can get really creative and strategic with what you're doing. So I love that. I love the SEO capabilities. Um, I'm not going to say that show it is like better than any other platform for SEO necessarily, because I think that's a myth that 
should be busted, especially in the photography industry. I get that question a lot of like which platform is best for SEO. But I do really like how user-friendly Showit is for SEO. It's very easy to know how to apply your technical details for that. And then it uses the WordPress blog. So if you are transferring from WordPress, it's really easy to transfer that. Um, and then there's a plugin called Yoast SEO that you can use for the WordPress blog. So to kind of simplify that, it's like the design is in Show It and then your blog is in WordPress. So you're getting a lot of nice technical features for your blog that will help you create really SEO-friendly posts. And then the other thing I love is back to the galleries and getting really pixel perfect. Um, you can customize those pretty much any way that you want. You can um, get really accurate spacing around your photos. Um, you can crop photos like down to the literal pixel, which I just haven't seen in pretty much any other platform. I think some builders in WordPress do let you do that, but sometimes they can feel really clunky where show it is really like you can drag things exactly how you want. And then you can even like directly in the platform use specific frames like you can use ovals or rounded corners. Um, so that's really helpful when you're trying to nail down a really unique style for your website. Um, I think that the galleries is honestly the biggest thing. Like just a like quick story. I was recently designing a um, client site in Squarespace and they really wanted to stay on Squarespace, which I respected because sometimes people are really platform devoted. Um, but we couldn't necessarily add text over a gallery without needing code. And I didn't want to set up code for them because they aren't developers and I don't want them to have to necessarily like hire a developer to edit something later. But that's mm -hmm. such an easy thing to do and show it. And I see a lot of photographers doing it like on the top fold of your page, when you get to the home page, a lot of people will have like, you know, a tagline and a call to action over a photo gallery. Like maybe it circles through your best like five photos on the home page. Um, so that kind of feature, like we take for granted and show it because it's so flexible, but it's not really easily available on other platforms at this time in the end of 2023, I should say. <laughs> and one thing I want to throw out there is I absolutely love, love, love show it. And it is so customizable. And so that is the biggest benefit of it. I will say, though, if you are listening to this, don't think that you can go do a drag and drop website in a couple hours because it is more time consuming just because it is so customizable. There aren't just like drag and drop blocks like other website platforms. Yeah, that is such a, I think that like in the designer community, I have a lot of friends that are like diehard Squarespacers and then diehard show it people. And we are really passionate about a platform for a specific reason. And that's what a lot of Squarespace lovers like hate about show is that it does take a long time um, the other thing I didn't mention is like mobile is really, really customizable and show it, but that's the biggest thing right now that makes it take a long time. Um, I do Yeah, because you, you really have to like build both of them because it does go on to the mobile, but you have to edit it and make it look like it's supposed to. So you kind of have to do double the work, but it is amazing because I... I previously used Pixie Set, and I know a lot of people, a lot of new photographers especially, use Pixie Set. And it is nice because it is drag and drop, but you have no control over what it looks like and how it pulls in mobile form. It just is what it is, and you just don't have that control. So even though Show It does take a little more time to create, once it's created, it's super easy to edit, and it's just so customizable. You can get exactly what you want, and your mobile can look a little different than your website version, which is great 
great because on so many other platforms, you just don't have the option to really adjust your mobile version. And that's where most people are looking at your website from is on their phones. Yeah, exactly. I definitely love that. Um, and it kind of leads the last thing I really love about show it is like they're doing an update soon, actually, to make it easier to customize mobile and desktop at the same time. Um, I think they've rolled it out, like mention it to their community. Instead of a Facebook group now, they have like an online community forum kind of thing. And I also went to their conference last year and they mentioned this update, but they'll have basically a button that you can click. So if you're trying to change like a headline to be blue sans serif instead of like pink serif or something, you can do it on both views at once. So that will start to save a lot of time. And that's really what I love about show it is they're still overall a fairly small business in comparison to other website platforms. They, I don't think are public yet. So they're not necessarily trying to please investors. They're really listening to their customers and a lot of their customers realistically are website designers and photographers. So anytime there's like an issue with a platform, they're pretty actively trying to work on it. Um, and their team of developers is trying to find a way to make it a better experience for you. So I would love um, for you to talk a little bit about what you have to offer for photographers. Um, some people might just need a refresh. Some people might want to buy a template. Some people might want a designer to build a whole new website. So can you just tell us a little bit about what you have to offer for photographers? Yeah. So one of my goals going into working with photographers was to really be able to work with people at any point in their business because not everyone needs the same thing. So I have all of those options. I'm launching website templates um, this month, which will be available. I'm uh, doing some beta pricing. They're going to start at $4.97, but the beta price for right now will be uh, $297. And then I also have a discount code that I can give for $100 off for photographers. And then I also have the option for website refreshes. So sometimes, like you were saying, um, designing your own website can just take a lot of time. The template definitely saves you time because everything is basically laid out for you and you have to just like swap out your colors, your fonts, um, your website copy, and then like your images, of course. But if you want someone to just do it for you, I also offer refreshes. I have a website VIP experience that is basically a website in a day where we choose one of the templates from my library and then I help you customize it and do it all for you. I also set up your basic on-page SEO, which is going to start helping you to get traffic on Google. And um, that's kind of like a middle tier service. If you're just needing a refresh, you don't necessarily need something super custom. And then if you are at the point, I would say about three to five years in business, there's no hard rule, but I find that photographers at that point in their careers are kind of tired of a templated website or they need something a little bit larger or something a lot more customized. And that's where a custom website comes into play. So I um, have custom websites starting at about a two to four week timeline. And that will include brand strategy and website strategy. If you want to add on branding design, we can do that too. And then I have basically an all-inclusive package that will just do everything for you. If you don't want to write your own website copy and you don't want to deal with any SEO related, we just do everything for you. We also help you with a brand launch and a marketing launch plan. So if you want everything handled for you, that's a great option. If you just want a custom website and you are okay with like writing your own copy and you already have branding, I also have that option available. And I really just customize 
the scope, um, the page count and everything like that. And then the timeline to the client, depending on what they need. Um, but that is a really great way for me to kind of be like your website coach and partner and help you to figure out what's most important. And then we design everything from scratch, like starting with a blank slate and making the website 100% uniquely yours. So in the show notes, I am going to put her discount code so you can go find that. Do you have the code on hand to let us know what it is? Yeah, it is a creative business 100 and that will give you $100 off any website template in my shop. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes. She also talked about sh- how she has a freebie um, about how to elevate your website and it's a checklist for you. So I will make sure to link that freebie in the show notes so you can go download that as well. And then where can people find you online? So what's your website? Like on um, Instagram, what's your social media? Yeah. Um, so I love brand consistency. It's emilyfostercreative.com for my website. And then you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest at Emily Foster Creative. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I felt like this was just the perfect episode to kind of start off slow season. And really, I am really passionate about websites and how it's so important to have such a strong website to bring in not only leads, but book business and really draw people in. So I felt like this is a great, great episode for people to listen to as we're going into slow season and trying to create those checklists for things that need to be done. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Charlie. This was so fun. And if you are looking to start a show at website, I've got a discount code for you guys. You can use code Charlie Van Amberg for one month free on show it. Um, I'll also put that down in the show notes for you guys as well. So thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week.